If you or a loved one has a hoarding problem, let's work together on a solution. Thank you so much for stopping by the Hoarding Solution podcast and taking a listen to this episode of Tuesdays with Tammy. Today, I want to talk about what it looks like to create an escape plan if you are a youth living in the horde. And this plan idea can work for others as well. However, I really want to focus on some the people who are getting ready to launch into their lives and really need to figure out how they can escape and move into um, other pieces of their life if you have been raised in a hoarded environment. And I'll share a little bit of my story and the things that I did that helped me uh, escape that situation, basically. And the first thing I will say is that it all started with a decision. And I'm not sure what age I started to think about it, but I was thinking for several years that as soon as I can get out of here, I will. And I didn't really know what that looked like. And I didn't really have a plan per se. And and I eventually developed one, but I didn't know um, like early on in high school exactly how I was going to accomplish this goal. But what I ended up doing was um, deciding that once I ever, if I ever got out, I would never come back, not to live. I would still visit and things like that. But my desire was to get away from a space that had hoarding issues, that didn't have running water, that um, it was difficult to have friends over. It was isolating. Like there was all these things going on that made living there very challenging. And so the first thing I did was decide that I would get out of there and live my own life. And I had an opportunity to be basically live-in caregiver for a period of time. And when that opportunity kind of came to a close, I ended up moving in with my grandma to finish my senior year of high school. And um, the reason that came about is because I decided I wanted to get out and I also did not want to go back. And I decided also that I needed some distance. I needed to find my own way without that hoarding situation hanging over my head. And the distance helped. And one way I found distance was to join the military. And that was a way for me to escape a lot of that and to basically only share with people what I wanted to share. I didn't have some overriding factor already in my, or I felt it was not in my favor. And so the Navy was my escape route and I enlisted in the delayed entry program in March of my senior year. And I'm not saying that this is right for everyone, but I do believe it was right for me. And so the next thing I did is I started to look for things people, places, events, et cetera, that allowed me to 
not be at home quite often. And I looked for positive things that I could do. I often would babysit for other people. I did do some pet sitting. Um, I was very involved with some youth groups at the church I was in. I sang in choir. I was in a couple different ministry outreach situations. And these were all things that my parents seemed to not have an issue with. And when I figured out the things that I could do without a problem, I just did more of them. And another aspect of that though, is if you are looking to move forward in your life, you can decide to do things like go to school and finish your, your, your diploma so that you have better job opportunities. Um, even going in the military, they really wanted you to have that diploma. And if you don't have your diploma or that's something that isn't really on the table, look at your GED or look at um, ways that you can make yourself more marketable so that you can actually have a job or go to school or go to trade school or go in the military, go whatever you decide, but look at the decisions you're making even now as a young person and how those things are gonna either help you or hinder you in moving toward the goals that you want for your life. So something I did was like, I'm going to finish school. I'm going to do that. Like I, I am going to finish that because I started it and I just felt like it would give me a better chance at other opportunities down the road. And then the third thing I did was I just went after it. For example, I had the opportunity to talk with the U.S. Navy recruiter on a lunch break at high school. I went in, I talked to them, you know, they gave the whole rundown on what I could expect and what the benefits were for me. And I thought about it and I then took the next step to um, be scheduled to take the test, the ASVAB, to determine, you know, what options I might have going into the military. And the one thing I will say is I wish I had pushed more for a job or a role in the military that was more in line with what I wanted, which at that time was writing, journaling, uh, being a journalist, things like that. And so I will say whatever situation you are moving toward, ask a lot of questions before you sign anything and know that the ball is in your court before you commit. And just remember, once you sign something or once you go into a situation, sometimes you have less control than you would like because you may not have looked at all your options. And I, I did look at options, but I was far more determined to leave the situation than I was worried about where I was going. And so in hindsight, I feel like I would have been better served in some ways by insisting on something more of a school when I enlisted. But I also know the choices I made or what has made me who I am today. So um, there, there's just, but look, take that into account. And what I also recognize is that sometimes our decisions are just one step in front of the other. And then on repeat, we just keep moving one foot, moving the next foot, taking the next test, moving in the next direction. and sometimes it it's just we have to keep slogging through to get to where we're headed and i felt that was very true for me growing up and um i can't say it was all negative in the environment 
um, where I grew up, we did laugh, we had, you know, games and we talked at the table. We did have, you know, a place to eat when I was growing up. I learned how to cook. <clears throat> I was very fortunate that that was the case. But uh, the other part I would say is look for people that support you in your decisions um, in moving out into a new life. I had an aunt and uncle that were very supportive of my decision to go in the military. And that helped me feel like at least I wasn't completely out of alignment with my decision to do something different with my life. And just think about the fact that that hoarding or that chaos that you escape from isn't yours and that guilt and shame that you experience while you're living there and even after um, isn't necessarily yours to take on. And it, But it's very difficult to detach from that hoarding situation. It's hard to leave your siblings there or maybe you have ailing parents um, that have health issues and you're a young adult, but you have to get out of there. And so I just encourage you to find ways to, to do that and then find ways to stay in touch, you know, with your family as you can. And I, I left my younger brother um, in that hoarded home when I left and I felt bad about that, but I also knew um, I had to escape. I had to create a life for myself. And um, that was kind of my driving force. So again, I'll just say, if you're looking at an escape plan, focus on what you do want, decide, you know, that, that you're going to get out of there and have your own life. Look for ways that support you, uh, people, places, things, situations that support your decision for you to escape and move forward. And then just go after it and do it on repeat until you get to where you're going. And please know that there are a lot of people that actually grew up in some sort of hoarded or chaotic dysfunctional situation and managed to escape and move forward in their lives. And while those events might shape who we have become, it doesn't mean they have to dictate our entire future. So just be aware that you can have a different kind of life and it's a very much possible and available for you to get where you want to go. So thanks for stopping by and listening to today's episode of Tuesdays with Tammy. I'd like to take a moment and talk to you about resources that are available if you are a youth living in the Horde. These resources are valuable also if you are not a youth but are looking to help someone that is surviving a hoarded environment. And one of those resources is called MyCope, which is M-Y-C-O-H-P, and that stands for Minor and Youth Children of Hoarding Parents. And you can find that at mycohp.groups.io forward slash g forward slash main. And I will also be listing these resources in the show notes. Another option for resources is childrenofhoarders.com. And they have a lot of information and it's the first website that I ever found 
probably over a decade ago that helped me first understand that I was not alone in hoarding situations. And the other is the community I mentioned, which is the hoarding solution community that I have on Facebook. And you can find us there um, at the hoarding solution. And I'm happy to connect with people who are looking at ways to address this issue for youth and often people will escape and have the opportunity to go to college and it's still a challenge to come home on your breaks and go from your clean dorm or apartment back into that hoarded space so there is a need for us to talk about this a lot more and there is a need for people to know they aren't alone in surviving a hoarded situation so be sure to check out these resources if you're a person that is looking for some way to navigate the hoarding situation. And if these are hard to keep track of, you can also connect with me on our website, thehoardingsolution.com, and um, we can always direct you toward resources.